Hello and welcome to Hello Government, the podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is the wonderful, talented. Um, introduce yourself, good sir. Hey, what's up? I'm Connor Haynes. Is that how you pronounce your last name, Haynes? Yeah, dude, it's like the underwear. I got teased so much growing up. But yeah, it has a Y in it. So, uh, yeah. So the first question is the obvious one. Um, how did you get started? Yeah, um, in acting or in VO? I mean, how did you get started in acting and what made you want to pursue voiceover? Yeah, so I think like in eighth grade, we had like this improv group in like my, uh, my middle school. And so I joined that and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so all throughout like high school, I did a ton of theater um, and musicals too. So we did like South Pacific, um, actually a lot of musicals, surprisingly. Uh, and then after that, I uh, started doing more acting and I was like, ah, I want to try film. I want to do some films. So in college, I did my first film. I was like a really weird homeless man uh, or unhoused person, uh, just kind of wandering around and dancing. Uh, and from there, that kind of led to where I am now. That is the best origin story ever. <laughs> I went from playing, uh, <laughs> I went from playing a homeless man to where I am now. Dude, I was like fighting for a line because I because I had heard like, oh, if you get a line, that means you're legit. And he was like, no, you're you're fine. Don't don't talk. You're good. Just just do what you do. Yeah. You're playing a tree, Conrad. They don't they don't <laughs> speak. <laughs> But uh, what made you want to specifically get into VO then? Yeah, so, okay, this is crazy. Um, in high school, I did this, like, so we were really into, like, this thing called, it's theater, but it's immersive theater. So you kind of uh, follow the actors along as they move throughout the city. So I know, I know, it's crazy. So it's not in a black box, but everything is moving. The performance will happen in bars or on street corners. And so I went to an event like that because um, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is the kind of theater I want to do. Um, and I ended up meeting someone who does uh, voiceover. She was like a director. Um, and so she invited me for like a table read um, and then had me do some voiceover in the booth. So nothing came out of that at all. Um, like it didn't lead to any jobs. But I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I wonder if I could do voiceover. Um, and so after that, I, I went to acting just kind of full time. I wasn't really thinking much about VO, but I've always loved animation, a huge fan of anime, um, really into video games. And so I was like, oh, man, I would love to, like, play one of these characters. Like, that would be the sickest thing. Um, and when COVID hit, um, a lot of acting in L.A. just shut down um, because you couldn't really go on set anymore. And I started thinking, like, hey, why don't I give it a try? Like, this is something I can do from home. I always thought I wanted to do it. I always thought it would be a lot of fun. Um, why not see if the skills transfer over? So it was basically just, hey, you know, I wanted to do an acting career, but then, you know, obviously COVID happened. And remember, we, oh, we all remember that period where everything shut down. And, Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so I um, actually uh, was taking classes because all the classes uh, during COVID were online. So you never had to go in person to actually do it. And so I found this school called Adventures in Voice Acting, like saw a little plug uh, there in Burbank, uh, California. And so I started taking classes online there. And I was like, man, this is like awesome. And also, I think I found my people, maybe um, <laughs> they were just they're just really cool. And they all love video games. Uh, we were all watching the same animes. Um, and I learned a lot about the industry and how the VO world is a little different um, than, than on camera, but also very similar. 
because I mentioned this before, but it's, you know, VO is this like entire world that no one knows exists. And when they find out about it, it's like, wait a minute, this has been around for how long? And how, yep. how come I, how, how come I haven't noticed it? Yeah, dude, like a hundred percent. Um, and I think for some reason there's like some dissonance, right? Cause when you watch TV shows growing up, you never think, Oh, like I could do that, you know? Um, and then when you grow, and then when you kind of see, oh no, this is way more accessible than I thought it was. You mean I can just get on Twitter um, and I can start meeting different directors and, and agents and uh, other fellow actors and put stuff together from my bedroom. Like it, it really opens up the doors, I think. Like I said in a pre another episode, like it's all about networking and and people just under you know underestimate how important networking is. I mean because they're first of all like everyone is listening like everyone is paying attention to yep. you everyone is listening and if you impress even like one person it's gonna go a long way trust me yeah and i think it's just about um it's crazy because they always say this like it's about having fun right have fun and just make content have fun and just meet people find people that you like like find your tribe and then make stuff together like I used to say, ah, oh, it's so hard. Like, what do you mean? I got to get all this stuff together to, to put something out or to meet people. I have to really work to meet the right people. No, if you do good work um, and you surround yourself by awesome people, uh, it's just going to lead to more and more work. And, and how is it like getting used to like recording from home? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> have you had like the booth horror stories talks yet of like people just stitching together randomness uh, to try and sound good? Oh, you're, um, you're pulling you're pulling your uh, Lance Reddick and just recording everything from your closet, <laughs> dude. It was so bad. I had um, what is it? A Yeti Blue, a Yeti Blue mic, the USB, um, a bunch of pillows and like blankets and like uh, clothing like shown over, just trying to get the sound to sound halfway decent. Um, and that was how I started. And really, everyone said no. Like everyone was like, dude, your quality is really really bad. Um, but then there was that one person that was like, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe this could be it. Why don't you come into a studio and record? Um, and so from that, I just got like better and better equipment. Uh, and I learned what kind of equipment I needed and tons of moving blankets. Like even now in my, uh, my, my pop-up booth, I have a ton of moving blankets just to help the sound. Yeah, man. Like you, you were one of the, those who, you're one of the blue Yeti people who are like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, cause you just watch like one YouTube video and it's like, yeah, the blue Yeti seems like the, the type of mic I would need for this. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's nine, nine, it's $99. Like, this is what I, I could do this. Like, this is good. I had no idea. I had no idea at all. No shame to blue Yeti though. Like it's, it's good, but you know, you there's a lot there's a lot of room for improvement <laughs> hey man like if if you go back and listen to some of the old episodes the older episodes i recorded i used to use like a blue snowball and oh. yeah, it was it was rough <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like use what you have right like you can always use your the money that you pull in to buy better equipment like i don't think you need like a five thousand dollar mic just starting off like buy some windbreakers from Adidas, you know what I mean? Like, like buy dinner, you know, start with that and then work your way up. I mean, yeah. but, but I've had people who, I mean, it just goes back to the, to the old conversation of, um, 
you know, you say studio quality, but what you, but what do you mean by that? Because I've had people tell me like they've done auditions by using like an AT2020 and that's like a really cheap, like, uh, XLR, uh, microphone and it worked. So it's like a defined studio quality. Yeah. That's a good point too. Yeah. I know for a while I, I have an AT2035, um, and it does pretty well. I think a lot of it too is like, okay, what space are you in? Um, where are you recording? And then some auditions will even say like, hey, we need this quality mic. Um, but yeah, I think the AT twenty I think the AT twenty is like a really good one. Twenty twenty for sure. Because that's 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 another um microphone I ended up using before I switched over to um what do you call it? The um you know AT. Do you have the uh, shotgun? <laughs> no, no, not shotgun. Oh. The uh, what what is that one that everyone uses? The Shure SM seven B. So the, this is the current mic I'm using. So it go. sounds good though. No lie, like it sounds really clean. I mean, well, <laughs> there's a reason why every podcaster <laughs> on the planet uses it. <laughs> so, but even then, it was it was a learning curve because it's like you know before it was like oh well whatever I can just use a, a blue a blue snowball. But as, as time went on and as, you know, COVID hit, I'm like, okay, more people yep. are starting to listen to this. The quality needs to be better. So upgrade, man, upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. We can't, you can't stay the same forever, right? You gotta, you gotta invest. You gotta invest in yourself. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I don't know if you've, if you've seen Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-mm. But um, there's an entire sequence where he starts upgrading his equipment, and and that and that, stu and that stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much like every voice actor. They start out small, using like the cheapest equipment they can find before they start making enough money to buy um, studio quality <laughs> stuff. You know, there's like there's like one casting director. There has to be that listens, and they're like, yeah, yeah, cheap mic, cheap mic. <laughs> they're like, like they can tell the difference between every mic. Like, I feel like them people are out there. Oh, no, my buddy, um, Andrew Morgano, he used to work in, in ADR, and he knows, like, he knows his stuff. Like, you know, he Ooh. knows, like, every, like, every sound imaginable. He knows it. He's like, oh, hey. no, <laughs> he, he knows, he knows what type of mic to use and what, what, what other mic not to use. Because, like, you know, when you, when you come from an ADR background, you have to know sound in and out. And my God, that, that man knows a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be so afraid. I'd be like, no, he's going to find me out. Like, he's going to know. Like, <laughs> That's cool. So um, how did you get involved in Cookie Run? Yeah, so this one was, uh, it just came uh, as an audition through my agent. Um, and so that's, uh, that was actually the first time I heard about the game, too. And so before my audition, I'm, like, playing the game. And it's addicting, dude. Like, I played so much of it um and yeah so that's how i found out about it um so i auditioned uh, and then they called me in to do a read those are my favorite type of stories whenever i ask someone like how did you get this really iconic role that you've that you're known for oh i auditioned <laughs> okay <laughs> I, uh, I i summoned the moon uh no no <laughs> but yeah i always i always wonder sometimes too dude because um i feel like sometimes it's just you audition so much for people you know, over and over again, and you think it's not adding up, or they haven't heard of you before, or they, they don't like your reads. Um, but sometimes a lot of the time, they're just they're waiting for that right fit. And so I think it's pretty cool, like, you can audition maybe 100 times for hundreds of different things. Um, and then it'll just hit one time. 
you know? So you can't really give up. You just got to keep putting it out there, you know? And, and I mentioned this in another episode. So again, excuse me if I'm repeating myself, but one of the things I really love about uh, Cookie Run in general, you know, or, or Kingdom, seeing as it's the only one that actually has an English dub, is the fact that the uh, the talent is made up of pretty much everybody from complete unknowns to veterans and it just works out because i'm like yes this is what this is this is this is my ideal cast because it's giving everyone a shot at working in, on something big and not being discriminative and saying well you know you have to we only want big names or established names like no you know let everybody have have their time in the sun yeah i feel that for sure i think it's it's very inclusive in the casting in the representation like even the studio, right? Like this game is dubbed in so many different languages um, and the story is just incredible. Um, so I think there's something to like how they build the worlds, how they build the talent that that does the voices um, from the engineering, from the storytelling. Like it really seems to hit on every every front. So um, what? what did it... Oh, boy, your character. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, um... I'm trying not to make this sound dirty, but um, it's oddly um, he's out there even for this game. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's fun. I I call him evil. Like I always I always wanted to play an evil cookie, um, with like the purest heart. <laughs> like the, the... Yeah, he's he's fun, man. Actually, I I would love to get drinks with my character. Like, I feel like he'd be a good time, you know, just just wholesome and and friendly and and no no ill will whatsoever, you know. But that's before or after he stabs you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love I love Affogato, dude. Uh, the minute I saw the audition, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I I, I know this guy and I, I like this guy. This one's good. <laughs> this one's really good um yeah poor misunderstood cookie i mean yeah. but he's he's actually one of the main villains like in in one of the um the uh, what do you call it the the newer stories that they put out and he actually does become a boss fight later on so i think that's pretty that the fact that you you're not only in a game as a playable character but you're also a boss fight you know later on in, in the story mode i think that's pretty amazing honestly yeah, I'm I'm so grateful just for like the opportunity to get to voice someone so awesome, dude. Like, yeah, I've played a lot of a lot of different characters. Affogato is definitely the most the most interesting, the uh, the most curious, uh, and and one of the funner ones to play for sure. Um, yeah, I hope he I hope he takes over the world. You know, I know in uh in like episode fourteen he uh he kind of lost it, but yeah, I wish the best for him. You know. I mean, maybe maybe he'll come back, maybe not. I mean, it depends on what what direction they want to go in. But I I feel like I mean, it's very interesting because first of all, like he's very um, again, he's very effeminate and very um, very theatrical. You know, very very theatrical, very effeminate, and you know, and I'm not gonna lie, it took me a while to get used to him because it's like, you know, okay, this is this is out there even for this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a fish, man. He's a fish. <laughs> and and then you know when you try to play his character, you're like, oh no, you have to have a really good team because he's not very good. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good bomber. He's great at boss fights too, surprisingly. But yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of move him around a little bit. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know you. I didn't know you play. That's so exciting, man. Well, I mean, dude, like, why would I even want to talk to the cast members if I don't <laughs> play the game? Dude? Like, <laughs> I'm always like, I'm always super surprised, right? Because you'll bump into people and they'll be playing Cookie Run, and you're like, wait a minute, you don't strike me as the typical Cookie Run Kingdom player. Uh, but like, everybody loves the game, so that's that's really exciting and really cool to see. I mean, my avatar on Twitter is like a commissioned uh, profile of uh, Dark Choco Cookie. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's really my cool. he's my favorite character because basically he's just guts from Berserk, but as a cookie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all he is. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is like my favorite this. character. This works for me. Yes, yes, this is good. <laughs> yeah, dude, the voices are like sick too. Like, I love it, man. Yeah. They did a great job, I feel. Again, it's such a great cast, and I've and I've had like a lot of you know cookie rung people on here. Sometimes even because of the nature of NDAs, I have had cookie rung people before they even got on Cookie Run, and I'm like, oh man, you know, had I had I just waited a little waited. bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you know, because you don't want to bother people saying, hey, you know, you booked the cookie game. Can we talk about the cookie game? I want to talk about the cookie game. <laughs> You're like, when will you book the cookie game uh, so we can talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 funny listening to, to that and just realizing, oh, I've pretty much had like maybe maybe I think 10 or so people from the cast on here. So, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that, dude. Dude, that's one thing about the VO community that I found so cool. Like, everyone's super friendly um, and super approachable, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of glad that no one was like, oh, who is this guy? He's terrible. <laughs> That'd be weird, right? Like, where That'd be so listens. uncomfortable. You're like, I'd like to get to know you. They're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, Yeah, that'd be so uncomfortable. Ah. Uh. But because you guys don't record like um, together, it'd be weird nonetheless. Because you're like, oh, we work together on this on the cookie game, and you're like, who are you again? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you. <laughs> you're like, it's me. It's me. I got to do the voice. Like it's me. You remember? They're like, no, no, I nope. Mm -mm. I mean, have you have you gotten the chance to meet or talk to any of your fellow castmates? Uh, mainly just on Twitter. Um, but I think it would be cool to meet all of them at a con. Like that would be sick. Yeah. I, I, and I said this in another episode, but, I, but it's like, you know, does Amber Con uh, Lee Connors count? Cause she's the director as well. So it's like, you know, does, does that count as meeting someone if they're the director? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's actually really cool though. Like she's, she's dope people for sure. But yeah, I haven't met in, in person yet. So I can't wait for things to kind of clean up. Um, to start meeting some of the people. I mean, there are, I mean, the con scene is slowly starting to pick back up, but I understand that, you know, with the world being what it is, I understand the, the hesitancy with um, going back to full time, but you know, the, the, you know, we're slowly getting back there. I mean, slowly, I don't know, maybe, maybe in 2025, we'll, we'll find <laughs> Dude, <it's> like, <laughs> I see positive mobility, man, for sure. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> 2025. I mean, when when the world uh, is not in a constant state of um, burning, you know, it'd be nice. 
what's that? It's the the dog. He's like, this is fine. Yeah, this is this is good. This works for me. Yeah. Oh man. And that, but does it feel weird like listening to yourself in something? Yeah, yeah. I think um, especially games where I do a, a different voice than my own. Um, it's kind of crazy because I don't I don't really recognize myself. Um, so I think like Affogato is probably one of those characters where I'm like, oh my goodness, like whoa, okay. Who who is this? Like it's it's a shock for me sometimes. Um, but I think that's like that's when the acting's good, right? When you don't really recognize yourself in the character. I mean, it it depends because sometimes, you know, so sometimes when I talk to 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 actors, they're like you know, I can't like stand listening to myself because I'm very critical of my performance because all I can think about is like, oh, they should have used this take or they should have used that take, or what have you. Or in some cases. What I've learned is that sometimes people don't watch their own work because they cannot separate, you know, they can't, they can't, uh, they just can't separate themselves from the character. And what I mean by that is, you know, they listen to something and they're like, oh, that's John or, oh, that's Billy or that, or, 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 oh, that's so-and-so. And they just hear the voices of their colleagues and friends instead of, instead of the characters that they're supposed to be playing. And that is completely understandable as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess I I never thought about that. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Like they they um see a different person in that character, and that's kind of who they're performing to. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I mean, I've definitely had it. So uh, I, so I'm in this TV show called SWAT, and so I've watched a couple episodes of myself in that, and it's this really weird moment where I don't actually see me in the role, like I see like a SWAT cadet. And so I think that's probably been the biggest kind of like dissonance for me. Um, and so I just kind of see it as like a good thing. When I watch it, I, I don't really pay too much attention to myself. Um, I'm just like, oh, like, cool. Like you did a good job. I think the minute I notice, oh, that's Conrad, like trying to perform as a character. I think that's when I go, oh, no, man, I, I, I could have done better. or I could have tried harder. Um, yeah. Like if you can get lost in the character, I think that's that's when it really hits. I mean, it depends on the type of character you're playing as well. I mean, if you're playing like a cadet or a character who doesn't have like that big of a presence, it's not very noticeable. But if you're like one of the like main antagonists or, or whatever, I think it becomes more more noticeable because then you're like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, why did I touch my nose? Why did I make that sound? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Oh. I mean, it's it's very rare, like, when I talk to someone who's like, yeah, I, I watch all my own stuff. I mean, there is, you know, there are plenty of people who watch and play their own, you know, the stuff or uh, that they're in, but it's very, very rare. And I think that's because it's like, hey, you know, once you're an actor, you know, you, you, you become your own worst critic. But even, but I don't think that extends to just acting. I think in general, people just don't like, you know, thinking, don't like looking at their own work because they're just, they just can't stop critiquing it. And I'm guilty of that as well, where whenever I'm editing down an episode, I always constantly think to myself, oh man, I, I had an opening for a great joke there and I didn't take oh. it. Or sometimes I, I listen to myself, I'm like, oh, you're, I'm coming off as like too, too know it, too know it all or whatever. And I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Dude, I listened to some of your interviews. You were great. What are you talking about? You were so good. But I, but I feel you. Like, there's that constant need to, like, perfect, right? 
Like, how can I make it more perfect? Or what could I have done differently? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, dude. Has there been any work that you've been like, yeah, this feels good. Like, I really like what I did there for sure. I mean, I've recorded a lot of episodes this year that I feel um, are much better than, than the ones I did like years ago. Because mm. I re-listened to some stuff I did like years ago, and I'm like, oh, God, this is yeah. awful. This is yeah. – I am so <laughs> green at this. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I can relate to that. I feel like there's a cutoff point. Like, after a year or two, you've just grown so much that when you look back, it's like, oh, I, I really thought I was doing something. Like, 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 I thought I knew what I was doing there. Yeah, no, that was that was bad. That was just bad. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like, I feel like, to me, the best episodes are the ones that feel like a conversation and not just, you know, question, answer, question, answer. Because I listen to some episodes where it's just question answer, and I'm like, oh, I I can't, I don't, I don't like this. I feel like I'm not, I'm not getting what I want out of it. And it's, I mean, it might not be terrible, but at the same time, it's like I, I feel like I could have done more, basically. Yeah, like it doesn't flow, right? Like it doesn't feel organic. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I feel that, dude. I mean, and that's what people. That's what I think people love the most about what I do is that. You know, when I reach out to them and, and, and send them, you know, the, the the links and whatnot, and, they, and, and the people who do listen to it, they're like, I really like what you're doing because it feels like an honest conversation. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, thank you. Yes, that, that was the intent. Yes, yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> and, yeah, I do struggle with imposter syndrome. I, I, I struggle with it a lot. But I, I keep telling myself, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just people. And there are many times where I felt like I recorded something and I felt like I wasn't good enough or, or like I, I felt like I'm an imposter or, or or I felt like it's like, well, what are you doing on my show or, you know, but, but, but um, as, as time went on, I felt I just learned to just stop worrying about it and just being like, you know, understand that you are enough and you must be doing something right if you're getting all these people to come on to this show. Yeah, dude. Ah, oh, that's so real. Yeah, man. I I do feel that a lot. Like, um, we can be so critical of ourselves. Like, oh, I I deserve this opportunity, or I don't deserve this opportunity. I'm not good enough. Uh, other people are more qualified. Uh, I think for me, yeah, I, I hit a point where I realized like we're all just out here trying. <laughs> like, like nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody's like super talented or skilled or gifted to the point as to where they've earned a role or they've earned an opportunity or they've earned the right. Like the best we can do is like go out and give it our best every single time um, in that confidence. Right. Like you said, I'm just going to do my best. Like I'm going to ask him if he wants to be interviewed. I'm going to apply for this job. I'm going to apply for this uh, audition. Like I'm going to submit it. Why not? Like why? Why cancel myself out? before they even have the opportunity to say yes or no. Like, just try. Um, yeah, that's, that's real, dude. Imposter syndrome is real. And, and as, as the years went on, I feel like I just sa said to myself, look, you know, you, you know, not every episode you're going to record is going to be perfect because everyone's different. Like, you can't expect to have, like, chemistry with someone right off the bat. And what I, what I do that's completely different from other podcasts is that each episode you're listening to is the first ever conversation I've ever had with that person. So there, there's this authenticity that's just not found anywhere else. So, and, and sometimes that pays off. Sometimes that doesn't, 
sometimes it's like, oh, I felt that that was a really good conversation or or sometimes I feel like it was it could have been better. But at the end of the day, if I if I walk away from this feeling like, oh, I've had a great conversation instead of just, oh, that was an OK episode or oh, that was a that was a fun episode to record. That's when I know I've done something, you know, worthwhile. Yeah, I love it. It's like it's the shifting of the goal, right? Um, the goal isn't to like knock it out of the park and get an A plus, right? The goal is like, can I have an authentic, genuine conversation with someone who has similar interests to me? And and I think that's what I try and go into with my like auditions now. Like I, I used to be like, oh, this audition needs to be perfect. I need to like cut it and edit it just perfectly, you know, spend an hour getting it just right, remove every single breath. Um, but I think people really respond to, hey, I gave it an authentic, honest read. I did a little cleanup so that you can listen to it. Um, but I gave you me and I, and I had fun when I read it. And I feel like people respond to that like genuineness, right? Even if it's not for that character, like I said earlier, they'll keep you in mind. They're like, wow, you gave a really honest, authentic read. Like, I want to hang out with you. I want to, you know, direct you one day. Um, I'll keep you around in, in case something fits, you know? And it's, yeah. Now, it's funny you mentioned that because I was recently rewatching re um, some Marvel movies because I was just really bored. And I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> fine, you know, I'll I'll sub to Disney Plus to watch these because I'm I'm really bored. And I got Wait, have I need... you watched Obi-Wan yet? Everyone is talking about it and I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because I'm like, OK, I, OK, I'm burnt good, out good. on Star Wars. I'm like, I, I, I'm just I'm done with Star Wars. I'm like, I, I'm done. You know, like... <laughs> Uh, but, but um, I was rewatching like Marvel. Uh, 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 I was rewatching some like uh, the the MCU, and I didn't notice this before. But you know, in Black Panther, Andy Circus is having the time of his life as Claw, and I'm like, we need more of this. We need mm -hmm. more of people like just having fun with the material and not being ashamed of it. We're like, I you know, yes, I I'm playing a supervillain. And he's eccentric and he's over the top, but I'm having so much fun with it. And, and man, he was easily one of the biggest highlights of that movie for me because, like, man, you can tell he was just having so much fun. Yeah, it, like, it resonates with you, right? Like, I love how in, um, this is a jump, but, like, in SNL, when the, the members break character and they just start laughing, there's something so, like, authentic and satisfying when you see that. It's like, wow, here's someone who put a lot of work into their craft um, put a lot of work into voicing that character and they're going for it and they're having fun. Like, I think that's all we, how we all want to live our lives, right? Like doing what we love and, and enjoying it rather than feeling all the pressure to be perfect or what you think perfect is. Yeah. It's, it's not the, that, cause, cause that's what, um, I mean, this is, this is my personal opinion. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I personally don't, don't um like listening to actors go through like the craft and the breakdown <laughs> yeah. and, 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 all, yeah. and all that and all that other stuff but when i'm like dude just just say you had fun playing the character <laughs> just tell me like wh but was it fun for you that's what i want to know like was it fun was it wasn't it was it an interesting experience you know what did you take from it do you feel like you've learned something that you didn't learn before that sort of stuff because when when you go through the the character making process and what acting is and all that other stuff, I'm just like I I don't like I don't feel like you 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 get it. I mean I feel like you're just looking at it from a surface level instead of just everything. Yeah, I think there's like a there's a time and place, right? 
And and I feel like when you share a character that or you voice a character that's impacted so many people, um, they actually have an experience with that character, right? With that life or energy that you put into it. And so that's what they're responding to. They're like, oh, like, tell me, like, how much fun it was. What were they like? Like, that's what people want to hear. I think when you talk about, oh, here's my process. Here's how I made the cake. Some people are interested, but most are like, yo, let's just talk about the character, dude. Like, tell me, tell me about the output. Tell me about the, like, like, what did you enjoy about this character? Like, tell, tell me about that, you know? Um, and I think you can tell the difference. Yeah, because, and I love listening to the breakdown. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I feel like, you know, one of the, one of my favorite things is listening to anybody break down like a, a role that they've, that they've done for a really long time, because it's like, okay, you've done it for how many years and how do you still keep that character interesting for, you know, for X amount of years you've done it. I mean, that's interesting to me, but at the same time, it's like, you know, was it fun? You know, like I said, was it fun? Did you enjoy what you did? Do you know, do you feel like you could, you know, looking back now on, on the stuff you know now and applying it to what you knew then, you know, would you have done anything differently? You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. I always love asking, like, what was your favorite episode to do? Like, what was your hardest episode to do? Um, what, like, what's, what was memorable about this character? Because I think you get to really at, like, the heart, right? The heart of that character and their experience playing them. Those are some of my favorites to ask for sure. So, you know, we're talking about characters, but how how would you personally... Um, describe your character in Cookie Run. Yeah, I mean, Affogato is just, he's misunderstood, I think, most of all. You know, uh, hes he really does care for his kingdom, I feel. Um, he he loves he loves his kingdom. I, I think he's he's been hurt a lot, and I think I can definitely relate to that. Um, for him, I think it was growing up and really feeling lost between the uh, chocolate and, co- and coffee uh, ice cream and coffee, really trying to understand where his home was. Um, and so for him, I think it's just, you know, finding his family, finding his home and, and taking care of the people he loves. He he doesn't go about it in the best way. But, but like I think at the heart of it is just like he just wants a home, you know. I mean, he's like Thanos in a way where, you know, yes, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 weird, but you kind of understand why he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I respect it. I see you. I see you. I see why you're doing this. I get it. (laughs) He's just funny, too. Like, just just funny, man. Like, I've never laughed so much um, for a character, for sure. But but that's another thing I wanted to point out is that while, you know, you're having fun, understand that you're still, you know, you still have to keep that performance authentic because you can't just be like, oh, this is too stupid to take seriously. No, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you're still playing a character and you need to, you know, make sure that that performance comes off as authentic. And because if it doesn't, then, you know, people are going to know. Yeah, I think you need a, what's it called? Reckless abandon, right? Um, you have to put yourself in their shoes. Like, for them, it's it's the end of the world. Like, this is literally the end of the world game changer. And so you have to raise the stakes to that level, um, <clears throat> for sure. And, you know, if... And this is now we're talking about hypotheticals, but if you know your character comes back later on in 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 the story, would you like to you know what would you um like them like to see from them if they come back i think uh 
I would love world domination. I, I personally, I like world domination. I feel like Afogado does too. I feel like together we could rule some kingdoms. You know, that that's that's what I would like. Um, yeah. What what do you what do you kind of see? <laughs> Are you seeing why we um why we're why we're friends now? <laughs> no, I I feel like with him it's like because because I don't know if you played the, the game so far, but. With each arc, like they build up the main villains, like uh, Dark Enchantress Cookie is like the main villain, and she has her own subgroup of of bad guys. And I'm kind of wondering, like, are they going to go into that route where, as as the as the good guys reunite with all the other kingdoms, you know, to create like one giant kingdom, are they going to do the same for the other bad guys? Where they introduce like villains for like a specific arc? And then have them come back, you know, later on as like one big villainous kingdom. Yeah, time time will tell. Oh, is this just? Are you rehashing the Avengers? Are you are you doing the Avengers, but for evil villains? But that's just basically every villain <laughs> team up ever, dude. That's not even an Avengers thing. That's like every team, every everything ever. Like that's that's like narrative one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah you know uh, alone we cannot beat spider-man but if like we we get like six join people, together six yeah, people like... <laughs> specifically six people yeah, otherwise not, it just yeah. doesn't work <laughs> like... they're like three they're like nah fam we need like three more please please we need, we need six it won't work it won't work unless there's six. <laughs> oh man oh that's rich oh <laughs> I mean, and that's all I think about is like, because I just want a villain team because I want someone to make like fan art of that old Spider-Man meme of like me and the boys. I just want, <laughs> I just want the cookie run version of the villains. For that. Dude, that would be so good. Oh, that'd be so good. Because <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite internet memes of all time. Like that's, that's one of the few I mean, the the 60s Spider-Man memes are like the only memes I can think of that make me laugh to this day. Like they did, they just never get old, and they're just so funny. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this. Yeah, man, the boys are back. The boys are back. Oh, it's good. And and outside of your character, um, which other characters have you taken a liking to? Oh gosh, let me get my phone and check out my lineup. I think a Claire cookie is awesome. Uh, obviously, I like the poison mushroom. Who's on my roster right now? Let me pull this up. I mean, obviously, Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal has to be there. Come on, man! <laughs> like Yuri Lowenthal cookie. <laughs> like, Yuri Lowenthal. Um, uh, what's his face? T Night Cookie. That's a good one. I think um, I have tiger cookie. Is there? There's tiger cookie, right? Yeah, tiger the girl with Lily the tiger. Cookie. Yeah, tiger oh, Lily gosh, cookie. Oh gosh, she's amazing. Isn't she good? And she stuns everyone. Like every time she jumps. Yeah, I know. I'm putting I'll, her on my roster, dude. And, and t- tiger Lily. Like all I can think about with her is like that SpongeBob meme where he's a caveman, where he's like, huh? <laughs> like that's basically. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, all she does is like, like, <laughs> yeah. But was, she's so strong, dude. That must have been like the easiest record ever. Where just like come in, just do grunting noises, and there you go. No, dude, those are the hardest ones. Those are straight up the hardest ones because you're like, give me a happy grunt. Now give me an angry grunt. You're like, I don't, I don't know the difference. Like they're they're all just grunts to me. 
right. Let's see. Okay, so I have pure vanilla cookie on my healer. He's my healer. You're and a then I have ball, chili obviously. pepper cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Afogato, of course, as my bomber. Tiger Lily. And then dark dark cacao cookie. Choco cookie. Dark choco. Yeah. You don't have dark cacao yet? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> dark cacao. No, not yet. I have dark, dark choco. But I uh, like his voice. I mean, no, it's... I mean, he's good, but, like, Dark Cacao is, like, the one you want to want because he's legendary and much, you know, like, basically, Dude, basically these... just the same thing but stronger, basically. Dude, these, like, these pulls are, like, next level, man. Like, I I spent so much money <laughs> trying to get these cookies. Like, I feel like you have to – is there a strategy? Do you have a pull strategy? Oh, you you spent, you spent money on this? I because I well, I got so, all I got all mine just not spending anything. Like I, I've never spent any any dime on this game because I'm like I, I know I know this. I know your I know your plan, and it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work, dude. I got so hooked because I was like I was playing and I was waiting, and then I'm like I can't wait. Like I gotta like I need my cookies, man. Like, um, all right, this is good to know. So you just have natural giftings. There's a natural luck. Um, when you play, I see, I see. Maybe because I just got early. I mean, I got it like a year ago, and I, I think like back then the pulls were much more um, giving. I, yeah, much more giving than they were now. I guess <laughs> like because good luck trying to get anything decent now, especially Dude, for new you, players. Oh, you gotta go, man. Yeah, you gotta try. I, I try like at night. I try in the morning. I'm like mixing it up, like different strategies. If anyone, if any of your listeners have strategies, they need to comment like, and let us know so I can get some good cookies. I mean, all I do is just, I usually just like save up enough gems to do like a, a, a 10 pull. Yeah, the 10 pull. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how I get most of them. And it just comes up to, to random luck. Or if that doesn't work, you know, just, just save up money for soul stones. Just... Yeah, yeah, the soul stones too. <laughs> yeah. Which which is like twenty. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's such a big number because like you pull like two at a time. Anyways, uh, yeah, the game is fun though, man. Like I've I haven't had this much fun enjoying a game in a long time. I mean, it's what's funny is that I saved up all my 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 money for like the soul stones for um, what's his face um the the new one the Aaron Dismuk's character uh, what's his face um the the cotton not cotton. Magic something. I don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. Um, and when I got him via, like, the Soul Stones, I got him, like, again through a random pull and, like, <laughs> and, like, uh, um, and uh, what, what do you call it? The, the random event that they had going at the time. Oh, the yeah, Republic, yeah, yeah. Um, event. So there you go. I wasted See, all my time, man. I just this wasted all my you. time getting trying to get him via like soul stones, and then I just got him <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, I know. Up next is uh this oyster cookie. I can't wait to try him out. He looks pretty cool, dude. These cookies. I one thing I love too is the fan art. I feel like the fan art is insane, right? Like it's so good. Oh, well, what do you call it? Uh, the cookie simp game, <laughs> the sexy, <laughs> the sexy wait, cookie game. <laughs> what? I never heard. <laughs> what? I, I'm looking this up immediately. Uh, what you haven't seen some of the questionable fan art of this because it's kind of hard have, to miss. I have seen I have seen some fan art and I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> but like, all right, let's see. Whoa, 
Okay. Yep. Okay. We're here. We don't need to stay here for long. <laughs> All right. Okay. Got it. <clears throat> I think one of my favorite quotes is like when I had um, um, Jason K on, who does the voice of Vampire Cookie. He's like, I learned what the word sip mean sip means <laughs> during my time working on Cookie Run. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of color. People have a lot of uh, imagination, which is awesome. Creativity. I think it's funny because it's like, look, at the end of the day, there's still like gingerbread people. So, you know, like. <laughs> You're like, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> these are cookies. So, yeah. But no, I'm just surprised, like, you know, we gone this 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 long without you mentioning, like, oh, man, you know, I've seen some um, questionable fan art of my character. <laughs> I did um I did see like some YouTube videos and I was just like reading through the comments and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's cool, man. I don't know. I think I think people are funny. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Uh well, I mean, it depends on it depends on the person you talk to, I guess. Like cause some some people like to play the game, others just um yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying not to to take this no, down down yeah, a path yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. gonna regret later. Yeah, we're tripping. We're tripping. We're tripping our way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cause uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I take it like the recording was done at home, right? Or did you go into studio for it? Yeah, so for this one, I got to go in the studio, which was awesome. Uh, so it was, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and this was when COVID was uh, it was a little less severe, and so it was nice to like just be in the booth and just kind of play around. Yeah. Well, you know, like summer. So here in like LA, like summer's coming, man, and it gets toasty. Like if you're inside of your fully covered booth, you don't got a little fan or something, you're gonna be sweating. So it was nice to be in the studio for sure. Oh, either just get like a fan or get like uh, one of those ice vests that keep you <laughs> to like cool you down, yeah. dude. I had um, it was uh, it was death battle, so I, I was doing this thing for death battle, and I had like, I was just sweating in my like back then it was like I had a closet, I didn't have like a booth yet, and just sweat pouring into my face as I'm doing like all of my yells and screams at the end. It was crazy. I couldn't even see because it was so hot, you know. Um, so I was like, no, nah, I got to change this. I, I need a booth. I got to give me a fan or something in here. We got to make it work. Oh God. I, and the director's like looking at you going like, uh, Conrad, are you okay? Yeah. They're like, they're, I'm like breathing heavily. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just really in a character. I'm just like, <laughs> just, I'm really feeling the exhaustion of, of this character. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was messy for sure. And have you have you done any like um, what are your plans for the future? Like, are there any like roles you're interested in getting, or any franchises you want to be a part of? Oh man, uh, so so many that I would love to do. Um, I actually have like some favorite animes. So uh, like I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Love Is Hard for Otaku. Um, that's probably what I love. Like slice of life animes. Um, so anything along the lines of like Hori Mia or Komi Can't Communicate. Like anything in that space, I play around with a lot. Um, so yeah, Love is Hard for Otaku would be awesome. 
Um, and also, I'm a huge like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, uh, Disney fan. And so any kind of classical animation would be a lot of fun to do, too. Ah, oh, man, every you look, man, everyone wants to do the prelay. Everyone wants yeah, to do the yeah, prelay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you just like I said, man, you just keep you keep auditioning like you just keep going. Um, Don't stop. And then, you know, if it, if it's for you, there's like nothing that can be done to stop you from getting it, you know. Uh, and have you done any anime yet? Yeah, so I only did some uh, some smaller roles like ADR, but I got to do. Have you seen the show called Dragon Ghost House Hunting? Oh, you were on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got to do some like additional voices for that, and then uh, Full Dive, uh, the Ultimate Next Gen Full Dive RPG, is even shittier than real life. Um, I got to do some ADR for that as well, and so those were like those are super cool, man. Like <laughs> just to voice characters and do funny voices. Like, those are awesome just to learn the craft and, like, actually uh, try my hand at dubbing, which is really nice. Uh, I'm so sad you never got a chance to play a role before they went back to in-studio recording yeah, for those dude, shows. I know, I know, I know. But I feel like with COVID, things change, you know, at the tip of a hat. So who knows, you know? Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll see. It's like, man, you know, if you had just gotten in like, you know, a year earlier, <laughs> a year earlier, it would have been like. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. So I think I think it'll I think it'll work out. I don't know. I'm putting I'm putting it out there. I'm like, yo, like, please hook me up. Like, let me do some kind of slice of life love story. Like, that'd be really cool. Oh, it's are funny. you are you watching? Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's funny you mentioned Horimiya because I'm recording an episode with, later on with someone who'd worked on that show. So, what? Oh <laughs> dude, I'm such a fan. It's so good. Like, it's just it's just a good show, you know. I'm not yeah. I'm not a fan of slice of life anime. I've, I've said this before, what? but it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what you talk about? <laughs> I mean, it nah, just I've... doesn't it just doesn't interest me. But I, I but I do love um love love after world domination. I think that's like really mm. a really good show. So. You know, I don't. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> what so. are, have you seen? Um, Spy Family. Oh, I, 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 I kept up to date with that, and that's a pretty good show. That's that's a pretty good show. I mean, the plot moves at a, at a snail's pace, but you know, <laughs> it's a good show nonetheless. <laughs> that one's like, um, I've gotten people who don't even watch anime to start watching that show, and they're like, "All right, I could, I could do this," <laughs> and so. Yeah, that's like my my go to uh, my incubator, getting people in the in the program. But yeah, I feel you. It it moves pretty slow for sure. Because and and that's a good um, anime to pick for people who, who who don't watch anime because you're like, okay, there's not a lot of fan service. There is there really yep. isn't anything that's like too crazy, so you don't have to really <laughs> explain why why this is the way. It's not it is. it's not JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Let's just say that like there's there's some stepping stones, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Dragon Ball Z where you have to like really explain where it's like, yeah, you know, Dragon Ball Z is Dragon Ball Z. And either you understand what you're getting into with that or you're just like, uh, I, I, I can't I can't with this. I just can't. Dude, I remember you grew up with that, right? I'm assuming. I mean, uh, I'm, I mean, in my 30s. So, yes. <laughs> so I remember coming home from school. And it would literally be an entire episode of just <laughs> like like the whole episode that that would be 30 minutes 
uh, just the character screaming and holding like Kamehameha, like for the whole. And I loved it. I remember being like, oh, that was a good episode. Like, what is wrong with us? Like, I feel like, oh, man. I, I guess because it was just completely different to the stuff we were watching at the time because, like, there was just nothing like it. I remember, like, discovering anime, like, at a young age, and I didn't even know most of it was anime. Like, I thought it was just, like, cartoons. Just cartoons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean it's totally different? What do you mean Japan did it first? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I don't understand, <laughs> you know? And then, you know, you watch anime and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And I'm, I'm slowly like one of my, one of the things I'm currently doing is like, I'm slowly keeping up with anime. I'm slowly starting to get back into it. Cause there, there was just that period where I'm just like, okay, they're just not making, not making any shows I'm interested in watching anymore. So it's like, yeah, but then, but then it comes to a point where, you know, you're, you're talking to a lot of people who work in anime and it's kind of like, yeah, it kind of helps to be familiar with the material. <laughs> you're like so that show yeah no i i haven't watched <laughs> like <laughs> nah, i feel that nah dude um oh what is it this okay best anime you've watched or top top two i guess of your favorites you can do cartoons as well uh, does it specific uh what what year because okay it depends uh, yeah on, this is hard okay it okay. depends on the year but my favorite anime of all time will always be cowboy bebop nothing will ever be as good dude as that, okay all right I'm going to get a lot of hate here, but did you watch the live action? God, can we not? <laughs> I just, I don't <laughs> want to remember that exists. Okay, 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 okay. All right, okay, okay. We can skip over it. Um, <laughs> now, I think Cowboy Bebop is great. Like, the anime, too. Like, just uh, nice and slow and just good storytelling, really. That one holds up really well, too, I feel. Yeah, because, like, one of the things I really love about that show, and I think it speaks true of every great director, is that, you know, it was made at a time when people just really didn't care that much for the for the anime medium, especially in the West. Mm. And the reason why the, the dub turned out to be as good as it was is because, you know, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who, who was the voice director, looked at this show and said, you know what, I don't care if, like, five people watch this thing. I want to make this show. I I wanna I want I want to enjoy watching as a fan. Yeah, and she did. And to this day, I still think it's it's the only anime that's like perfect in dub as opposed to sub. Like I haven't watched it subbed ever. I'm just like I always have to watch it dubbed. I'm sorry. Like that. Like in the back of your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I never thought about it, but that's so true, right? Like you have to make something that you would actually enjoy, like something that's gonna like that's your vision but that also like hey i'd be a i'd enjoy watching this i'd enjoy experiencing this and then it's regardless of how other people will receive it right like and if you put that out it's gonna resonate you know yeah but i mean to me like yeah i think cowboy bebop is like the the pinnacle of like what i think a, a like what uh, what i think anime is and to this day like you know it's it's the it's the one show where I can spend like years not watching it and watching it again, like through like one sitting or whatever, and it still feels fresh to me. Like I, I still feel like I'm experiencing for the, I'm still experiencing it for the first time because it's like the material is just that good. It was just that good of a show, man. Ah, oh, man, I love that. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Ah, 
And of course, like obviously, JoJo is like my my number two. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I figured I figured you were gonna say that. Because <laughs> like, look, I love JoJo because it is stupid and it is an apo- unapologetically stupid, and I love that. <laughs> and of course, like all the all those stands are named after songs because Iraqi is Iraqi, and I I just. I love it so much. I love JoJo. It, it's so it's stupid. bizarre to such an intense level that it's like you know what I appreciate this. Like I needed this. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's why like you know when people say oh well, why do you like part three because part three is so stupid and so dumb and it makes no sense and there are like blatant plot holes that make absolutely no sense, but it's just so much fun and I'm like yeah this is this is amazing, this is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> This uh, slice of life aversion is making a lot of sense right now. <laughs> like, I mean, I I watched Hori, I mean, I watched the entirety of Hori Mia, and I'm just like, I I like the more I think about that, the more like I don't remember that much about that show. Honestly, like I don't remember that much about it. All I remember about it is like the main relationship between the two characters, and that's pretty much it. I don't remember anything that happened in it, to be quite honest. Oh man, yeah, that's my jam. That one, and then uh, Eden of the East. I don't know if you've seen that before. No, I haven't. Oh, dude, you gotta peep this show. Okay, it is like one season, and it's like this mystery show, and it's like okay, I'm not gonna ruin it, but it like um, twelve people are given like a ton of money and then tasked to save Japan, and they can do it any way they want, and they all come from like broken backgrounds. Um, it's incredible. Like, highly recommend if you like any kind of, like, mystery type deal. Um, it's older, though. Like, it came out, I don't know, maybe a decade ago. But it's it's really good. Yeah, highly recommend. Oh, man, we got to go back to that 2004 standard definition. <laughs> yeah. You remember VHS, man? VHS was it. That was life. That was life back in the day. Rewinding the tapes. Yeah. Oh man, I remember like as a kid getting like VHS of like Dragon Ball GT for the first time and being so excited and then watching that and think and, and being like, oh god, this is terrible. <laughs> I waited all my life for this. <laughs> <laughs> for this tape. <laughs> no, v- v- oh god. People are so spoiled today because they don't remember back in the day when the only way to watch something is is to know someone who taped it. Because if you missed it live, then that's it. Like, yeah, that's there's it. no going back. I remember, what was it? Uh, you could DVR. That was new. Like, we didn't have that. And, and then also, you would record over your shows on accident on the VHS. Like, you'd record over memories. Like, that, that was the worst. Yeah, they don't know. Do you remember dial-up? You remember dial-up, man? Like, you can't use the phone. Like, you had to literally, man, dude, you came a long way. Oh man, dial up. I remember it's like, okay, I, I want to go online. Oh, got to make sure the connection's working first. <laughs> <laughs> like, got to plug in that 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 phone cord. <laughs> and you couldn't, I just, it was a pain because like, okay, I, I, I want to use the internet, but I can't like, uh, got to find a phone cord. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like, I remember the sound too. Beep, boop, beep. It was like, it was like, like fax machine type stuff going on. Yeah. That was, oh, that was not fun. 
Yeah, we have it so much better now. Crunchyroll out here. Yeah, let's go. It wasn't until like I think 2007 did we switch from like dial up to to like the the regular modem. Yeah, that's just just internet. Like yeah. we switched to just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because people forget, man. It's like, oh, YouTube is so great. Oh man, try try watching YouTube via dial-up. That that it just it yeah, never yeah. Worked. Let's wait there. Yeah, <laughs> sit there for a second and let me know like what you think. Because I remember when we first like switched over from dial-up to like regular internet, and I was like shocked at how fast like the the upload the the, the download <laughs> time was for YouTube. It's like, oh my god, I can watch YouTube videos finally. <laughs> I know what people are talking about now, and when they talk about, have you seen that YouTube video? Because I'm like, I I haven't, because I'm just stuck listening to waiting for my thing to load. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was just like a cat video, and you're like, wow, I waited like out, like forever to watch a cat video oh man in glorious yeah. like 380p fashion <laughs> like oh man remember remember when 480p was like the highest resolution we had Dude, that- <laughs> i remember it was like new it was like oh my gosh it's so clear okay but wait now i feel like when i watch hd like tv it's too real like when i watch it i'm uncomfortable i'm like ah i see like every part of that person's face like, it's scary now because I think my bar is so low, my quality bar. Oh, man. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because while I love the, the advancements in technology, like watching pe- actors like basically age in real time has been kind, <laughs> of, kind of unnerving to say the least because <laughs> – Cause you watch like the first Avengers movie and everyone looks so young, and then you yeah. get to end, and then you get to Endgame, and it's like, oh god! <laughs> oh, this is the end. Yeah, this is the end. Yes, <laughs> mortal. You are mortal. Like, because <laughs> you're just not used to seeing stars age in like real time. You know, it was like just hey, you know, maybe you get like one or two sequels in a couple a couple years, but oh god, like it, it just it just it just feels weird. Like watching everything in like HD and like seeing every, like seeing everything and being like, oh God, I see everything and <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> like... It reminds me of like uh, SpongeBob, you know, when they'll cut like super close on one of their faces and it's like, wow, that's way too much. Like it, roll it back, roll it back. Yeah, man. Too much going on. Too much, too much technical advancements. Um, you also asked me about cartoons, and cartoons is even harder for me because, like that, mm. that is just that, that's like a whole other, a whole other mess when it comes to cartoons. Because then you, because we have to again talk about like which era of cartoons. Because if you're talking '90s, then that's that's a whole like. You know, oh yeah, no. That, hey Arnold, Hey Arnold in the '90s, Avatar: The Last Airbender, hands down. Uh, I don't, I don't even know when that came out. I think mid two thousands. Yeah, two thousand newest. Mm, yeah, new would be hard. Some of the newer shows would be more difficult. Yeah, I'm like Gravity Falls was great. Uh, Steven Universe was great. Oh, man, have you seen Infinity Train by chance? Oh, I'm so sad that never got an ending. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that one was just. I think it was ahead of its time. I'm not even gonna lie. Like that show was so good. Okay, wait, wait, okay. Well, what about from like childhood? Top top animations from childhood. 
We could say um, like '90s. Let's say '90s. Um, Batman the Animated Series. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, okay, Batman. Uh, what else? Uh, SpongeBob. You know, yeah, in it's the, classic in the 2000s. So you know the the good seasons. I count those. <laughs> like I like it. I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably my favorite, man. <laughs> Uh, Dexter's Lab, obviously. Dexter was the oh, show. Was DD, the show. you are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> Dexter's Lab was great. That was the show that made me fall in love with animation, like, honestly. And, and Gendy, I think, is just such a genius, honestly. <laughs> Who is it? Mandark? Yeah, Mandark, man. Ugh. It's Mandark, Mandark. <laughs> <laughs> like call me Mandark and then like there's lightning coming on the background it's like oh very well Mandark and then you see the lightning again it's like it's wasn't his name like Rainbow or something it was like Sunflower or something like oh yeah that's that's the that's later seasons I don't count those as oh, canon that's man. when yeah. that's when Yendi left and, and, and it's like yeah they no. switched over yeah yeah oh no. Samurai Jack did you watch Samurai Jack? Oh, Samurai Jack is is one of my favorites, and again, it's it just goes it just depends on like what era you're talking about because it's like you know for me like my childhood was like the you know '90s to like 2000s, and 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 the quality of shows that came out you know back then is like just too much to to yeah to pick from, and it's like oh man, there's just like way too much good stuff there. Like just there's just oh god, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's too much, man. Um, anyway, uh, I just looked at the time and we got to like, I think we we're way past the point of like anyone caring at this point. It's like oh. I, I was listening to Cookie Ron, but now they're talking about cartoons and anime and I don't I don't like this anymore. So um, anyway, uh, before I wrap this up, uh, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online? Yeah, so I, I just finished a show called Messy History of American Food. It's on Discovery Plus. I talk about like uh, I'm the narrator, and I talk about like the history of food in America. Um, you can catch me online at uh, Kyron Haynes. I'm on IMDb. Uh, just come find me on there or on Twitter. My handle is at Kyron Haynes. Um, you can check out some of my newer video games. I got some new stuff coming out, so really excited to share. And uh, hopefully when, when all those NDAs clean, uh, clear up, we can get you back on here to talk about those because this has been a lot of fun, honestly. <laughs> I've had a lot yeah, of dude. fun. <laughs> I had a good time too. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, once we're all cleared, I'll give you guys some juice. Spill some tea. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, peace out, man. Bye.